All of the newest episodes of Note to Self are now available on the Luminary Podcast app. It's free to download, and you can also listen to other podcasts from WNYC Studios, like Radiolab, Two Dope Queens, Snap Judgment, Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin, and others. Luminary Premium is the only place where you can enjoy the entire new season of Note to Self, plus new original podcasts you won't find anywhere else, from Trevor Noah, Roxanne Gay, Guy Raz, Lena Dunham, and many more. And you can enjoy them ad-free. Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy. From WNYC, this is New Tech City, where digital gets personal. I'm Anoush Samarodi. This week, an encore of one of my favorite episodes of the year. To be more specific, I think my favorite guest on New Tech City this year. All right, let's see what tonight's curfew time is. Meet David George. He's a dad, and his daughter, as you can hear, she's learning the piano. But he's talking about his own bedtime here. The kids just had dinner. Oh, let's see. Ten nineteen. Not bad. All right, let's see how it goes. He's a software developer in finance. Who stays up too late? Who stays up too late? So I stay up too late. I've been doing it for a long time. After the kids would go to bed... I'd finally have time to do what I want to do. And usually, past few years, that's been video games. Like, a lot of video games. For a while, it was World of Warcraft long ago until I quit that cold turkey. Warcraft 3, Starcraft War strategy games, trying to beat them. And if he wasn't doing that, he was reading online. Interesting stuff. Hacker News, Slash.Dig, stuff for nerds. And he'd stay up late. Really late. Never wanted to go to sleep. Never wanted to go to sleep. But now that I'm a grown-up, I can finally live the dream. And this is embarrassing to talk about. Sometimes I get a tub of Nutella, some crackers, maybe a bottle of port. Sometimes one of the three, sometimes all three. Get the video game fired up, and now it's time to party. Okay, David, we know you stay up late, but how late? Well, so I, I haven't answered your question yet because the answer is so embarrassing. Half past midnight, still playing games. Or I'd say, I I haven't won a game yet. Like, I can't go to sleep until I've at least won one game. But it wouldn't stop there. Technology was making him insane. 1.30, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, oh, it's one. this is ridiculous. It's 1.30, I have to go to bed. I'll just play one more game. And I go play again. And then it's 2 o'clock. It's like, well, at this point, I'm going to be exhausted tomorrow no matter what. So I might as well play again. I'm going to be tired. Why not play again? Finally, 3 a.m., he goes to bed and has to wake up with the kids around 6.30 a.m. There are some people who only need that much sleep, but I'm not one of those people. So I would just be destroyed the next day and just limping through like a zombie. So this had been going on for a few years, and David had tried to put an end to it by using technology, fighting fire with fire. I tried a bunch of different things. I tried having a calendar reminder on my calendar every night at 10 p.m. was some appointment that said, go to bed. 
seriously go to bed. And I tried to have different rules with myself. Like if I'm going to stay up, then at least I have to write why so I can then look back at all my stupid previous excuses and how lame they were or tried to introduce a bedtime routine where at a certain time I would walk away from the computer and read a book, write a list of the things I wanted to do the next day. I got a sleep tracker nine months ago and I wore it. I was psyched to track my sleep. They all worked for about two weeks and then David would relapse. Finally, in February, after a particularly bad night, David knew it was time for drastic action. As a software developer, he knew he needed to create a system. A system that would beat me, the late-night me who just wants to stay up late for no good reason. He was already tracking his sleep with that wrist monitor. And there's a bunch of good sleep trackers. This one I like because it also looks sexy. I look cool in it. So he linked that sleep tracker to his computer. And then he decided to give himself a curfew. He set the computer so that it would shut him out around 10 p.m. Once we hit curfew time, my computer browsers get killed and my video games get killed. If I try to start them up again, they get killed. There's a program running on my computer that once a minute just kills whatever browsers or video games are running on my machine from from curfew time until 6 the next morning. That's part one. Part two is I don't have administrator access on my computer anymore. So I took away – I'm. It's. it's – I no longer have the – root password to my computer. If I had the root password, then I could just override the system. Instead of saving the password somewhere electronically, and this is so crazy, David came up with a ridiculously long password, and he wrote it down on five pieces of paper. Five copies, cut them up with scissors, and took the five copies and put them in places that I knew I would not be able to easily get to at night. Like in his daughter's piggy bank. Another copy is in my other daughter's piggy bank. He also put one in his wife's nightstand. She's a pretty light sleeper, so if I try to sneak over to the nightstand to get it, she's going to jump up and slap me on the wrist, and that'll be game over. Another copy is in the cellar. Because if he went all the way down to the cellar... That's a long enough trip that I'm going to come to my senses. By the time I'm down there, I'm going to say, ah, forget it. I'm just going to go to sleep. And there's another copy of the password at work. I don't expect that this is exactly the system is going to work for anybody else. Everyone has different problems and everyone has different situations. David's goal is to get seven and a half hours of sleep every night. But rather than set himself a rigid bedtime, you know, because that would be totally normal. Is 10 the right time? 9.30? 11? I don't know. Okay, here comes the cool geeked out part. David's system sets itself based on how much sleep he's been getting. Lately... I've been getting less than seven and a half hours of sleep. Then each day the curfew gets a little bit earlier. Until he's back on target. So, for example... Last night's curfew was 11 minutes after 10 o'clock. But last night was a really good sleep night. I got eight hours and 16 minutes of sleep. And so tonight's curfew is going to be later. So his reward is to get to go to bed a little bit later. It's definitely a reward. And I can do more of whatever I want. And David says he was able to turn this corner by treating his sleep problem just as seriously as he would a work problem. And treating my nighttime self as an enemy that needed to be defeated. And once I got serious about it, then I was like, oh, well, this actually isn't too hard to solve. And you will not believe who David credits with giving him some inspiration. Part of the inspiration was uh, Odysseus and the Sirens. And uh, if you know that story, but... We'll save that for another time. Oh, David, sounds like good bedtime reading. 
Okay, and here's some more good news. If you want to try out David George's Get to Sleep, You Idiot software, we can hook you up. David says he wants to share his hack with people who also have sleep demons. So just go to newtechcity.org. We've got a link to David's site. And also, I have a question for you for an upcoming show. I want to know, how would you describe your relationship with your phone? Is it kind of like David's relationship with his video games, totally warped? Or maybe it's kind of like your relationship with your mother-in-law, laden with guilt? I don't know. I would describe my relationship with my phone as deeply dependent. It's like I have five limbs now instead of four. The other day, I thought my phone was vibrating, but no, it was just my stomach growling. It was lunchtime. What about you? This is for an upcoming episode, and we really want to include more New Tech City listeners' voices. So we're asking you to record yourself using the Voice Memo app on your phone, and you can email it to newtechcity at wnyc.org. Is your phone like a fifth appendage? Or, or maybe you've got a crazy story about you and your phone. You go on adventures together. I don't know. Whatever you got, I want to hear it. Send it our way. Coming up, I've got our end-of-year report to you, dear listener. I consider you a shareholder in New Tech City, and therefore you deserve an update on where we are and where we're going. We're back. This is New Tech City. I'm Anoush Samarodi. And to wrap up the year that was, I just first of all want to say thank you so much for being here right now. Truly, thank you. And while you've been listening to us, we've been listening to you. Over the months, you've told us which episodes you've loved, others meh, not so much, and we take your feedback to heart. And so in the weeks and months to come, expect New Tech City's mission to get more finely honed. Maybe you've already noticed we got a new tagline, huh? New Tech City, where digital gets personal. It's good, right? And in that vein, you can expect more stories about how we deal with digital dilemmas, explanations about how the technology works so you can understand it and then push back on the people making it. I am looking at you, Facebook. You're also going to hear more personal stories and questions from your fellow listeners. And hopefully you. Yes, you. We want to hear your stories of joy, despair, love, and tough choices when it comes to technology and how it's changing your life. So next up, you're going to notice a new New Tech City logo. Ooh, yeah. And then in the middle of January, we're going to be announcing a mega experiment that we want you to take part in. We're going to be working together to be more productive, more creative, all those buzzwords, while we rethink our relationship to our phones. Because let me tell you, my relationship with my phone is way too intimate. That's all I'm going to say for now. It's going to be awesome and fun and also extremely disorienting. It's going to be good stuff. So again, thank you so much for listening. And if you made it to the end here, I'm guessing that uh, you and I are sort of simpatico, huh? And you want this show to succeed. Well, the best way you can support us is to share the show email it to someone or tweet it or put it on your wall on Facebook. Tag someone. Tell them why you think they should listen. That is the biggest thing you can do as a shareholder in the show to help us grow together. Every city is a new tech city, but we are the humans and we're still in charge, right? 
Let's ramp it up in 2015.